Holy God in heaven, I pray right now for your people, Israel. I pray for peace. I pray for justice. I pray that you be with them now. Father, grant mercy and entreat the Israel army with one, a sense of righteousness, and two, a sense of compassion and right judgment in how they conduct themselves and ask that this may be a conflict fought with a right heart and a right mind and with all righteousness so that even though this is an awful thing that's happening that it can be done in the best possible way going forward and can be done without reproach to the best of their abilities and so that they can see to a swift end with complete outcome In your name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. I am Biker Mike. That is Devin Kickstand Braun. Um, you may have noticed there's a little bit of a different vibe going on today. No rock and roll. No. Um, no cracking beers. Crackin no, beers. No, no whiskey tonight. Oh, no, I'm going to have whiskey. <clears throat> it's going to be hard not to. Uh, talking about what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, if you can't already figure it out by the prayer that we started with, um, yeah, today we're talking about the conflict that popped off in Israel and Palestine Yep. over the last week. Uh, yeah, for us, it's less than a week into it. For you guys, it'll be a week and a half by the time we release this. Uh, but we're choosing to do it the way that we're doing it because consistency is key. We're going to record, we're going to release it in its time. Uh, I don't like doing hot takes. If I wanted to do hot takes, I would have recorded something Sunday or, and then just released it on the spot. I mean, this is about as hot as a take, hot a take as it gets for us. You know, like this is the first time we've been able to get together to record a podcast since this all went on. Mm -hmm. And normally we don't do episodes on like hot take. Like you know, news you know, or, or not hot tech news. Cultural. We, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't do stuff based off of what is going on in the news, right? Yeah, yeah. We we kind of let everyone else do that because yeah. if you wanted to hear that, you'd go listen to another podcast. Yeah, there's there's everybody in the world is already giving their political commentary on this and probably doing better than we can. Oh yeah. They spend, they're, they're, they're getting paid to do it. They're <laughs> literally like, oh, I'm going to research this for six hours, record for one or two, edit down to one. Yeah. And we're not doing that. We're just, we're going to talk about some other dynamic of it while simultaneously. So, yeah. Some, it's some other dynamics, connected. but I mean, we're going to, we're going to wind up regurgitating stuff that other people are talking about. There's mm-hmm. no way not to, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we kind of got to figure out on the fly here what and why we're doing this. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> like this is a this is a break of uh, <laughs> this is a break of vibe and a break of modus operandi. Well, most of the time we just choose something that's interesting, have a bunch of jokes around it, have a couple whiskey, and uh, just and have a good time and have but a good time. Talking this isn't about a, it. this isn't a good time topic. Even even the ecumenical one is like oh, it, I don't know, brought on what do you call it? Um, yeah, entire wars, holy wars, but it, we can look at it now and it's fine. You know, like, you know, what they say about comedy is it's tragedy plus distance and time mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? And yep. this this doesn't have distance or time, really. Yeah. Well, closest we got is distance. But yeah, I guess there's that. And it's still, it still hits close to home. It does. And it, that actually has been one of the things that I have been mulling over this week is why does this feel like it hits so close to home? Because it does more than Ukraine. Yep. Even though, you know, that culturally probably more similar. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I know more people that have been to Ukraine. Um, I know Russian people, you know, all those things. But yet 
this particular thing hits closer to home and in a way that has made me oddly emotional. Yeah. And oddly susceptible to kind of fits of, of you know, righteous indignation and yeah. uh, struggle and emotions and sadness in a way that no other world news conflict that has happened in my lifetime has. Yeah. It's weird. It like, is very strange. Because even last night, I don't go to parent meetings very often, and I went to one last night for a little bit. And even as it's going on, I just, I step in the back and I'm like, God, I am having a hard time right now. I don't go to prayer meetings, so it's not odd that I wouldn't have a little bit of a hard time. But but singing these praise and worship songs and uh, getting into this moment of prayer, like this really thing. And then looking, it's like, God, your promise was, you know, protect your people. And like the, the Psalms is all about uh, how Israel is the chosen people of God and how he's, there's justice and, and any weapon formed against you will not prosper, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just... I'm like, God, what is, what is going on? Yeah. I mean, there's probably some stuff to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where my struggle was last night. I'm like, yeah. God, I, I am having a time because my heart is to pray, but my anger is, is my emotional response to it is, feels justified. My anger with God <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say anger with God because I think I think it's okay to be angry with God sometimes. Because well, I mean, he can so, take it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but my, my it's a righteous anger. It's not a a petty. Why does why do bad things happen to good people? Well, I mean, there's the question there: Is it happening to good people? Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. There, there is a question there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. When you talk about, you talk about Psalms, you know, and about, you know, promises of God that are made in it and stuff like that. But there's also song, uh, Psalms about lamentation of their failures. There's also Psalms of lamentation of uh, their losses, their, their bitter defeats of their abandoning and spurning God. Yeah. As well as stories in the actual narratives about them, you know, having victories and failures of being, um, being like mighty kingdoms is also like, you know, lowly slaves of, yeah. of, of, uh, you know, being captured by Assyrians and then being just outright taken away from, from their homeland. I mean, like it's, yeah, you know, L- like, like the, at, the, the Psalms at, were being sang in those moments. In those moments, right? The, yeah, those songs are being, the Psalms were being sang, written, composed in those moments of, uh, you know, destitution, destitution. Yeah. Like in moments like, like this but I mean this is even different than that right because this is uh, they they endured a horrific horrendous terror attack yet their nation is still there right that's not yeah. it's not this isn't the worst that's ever happened to them no well there's a six day war when every single nation around them <clears throat> was attacking them yeah and they didn't I don't think they had the Iron Dome then no, well, that was that was dude. That was like 80s. the seventies or eighties. Yeah, the seventies is when that war, and then the late eighties is when the Iron Dome came in because it was General Ronald Reagan. They called it the Star Wars, and I'm quite sure America has one. It's just better hidden and never used. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a chance in hell that Israel has a system like that, and America doesn't. Yeah, so there's not a chance. They just yeah, I mean, we don't see it. I'm pretty sure it's well set up, but um. Yeah, it is one of those things no, of, uh, with all that happening, this isn't the worst. Is it? Is it bad? It's very bad. It's it's the worst I've seen. That I can that I can remember. That's, yeah. Maybe maybe because I'm young, and I don't pay enough attention to history or mainstream media or whatever. But this mm-hmm. is the worst. And, uh, so here's a question. Why do we feel, why do we feel this sense of bond with Israel? I, I want to say, I feel like it's imposed because of the foundation of, uh, of Christianity in 
Judaic faith. Like, yeah, we can't we can't I mean, disconnect that. I can I can intellectually see that, but yeah. it doesn't explain the emotion because, like, on an intellectual level, like I've almost even kind of disconnected from that because I can. Be yeah, like, that's true. I mean, like, okay, yeah, like I know that you know, like Israel is, uh, you know, a huge part of of the Bible, which is a foundational foundational book for our faith for you know as as christians you know you know we we come from you know this old testament judaism yeah but you know like shortly after the bible was written like you know like israel kind of like went through this whole series of um you know in out you know exile you know till it got to the point where just the muslims took it over and they lived there from then on yeah and you know like we, or at least me, like I have no, I have no family or, or I, I have no tie to that area of the world at yeah. all. Like via bloodline history or anything like that. Yeah. But I realized that, or I was thinking about it earlier and I had a bit of an epiphany that it's not the knowledge of the theology, <laughs> you know, of Israel's place in history that makes me have a bond there. But it's, like, the fact that, like, I can only trace back my family lineage to, I don't know, maybe, maybe 300 years ago. In, no, not even. Yeah, I can only trace back my family lineage to the mid-1800s. Really? Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's no more records after that. Only vague, only vague notions of where some Mennonite settlements went, you know, from German to Denmark or or things like that. Right. That's it. Yeah. I don't know how far back I can trace mine. Yeah. And, and growing up and growing up, like our, our, like Mennonite-ness, like it is, it, it's food. That's it. <laughs> it it really is. It's it's a low grade version of Ukrainian food. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all Mennonite food really is. You know, like there's farms that we had here, but we had like we had our own sort of thing here, and then that disrupted as my grandfather went out of this old colony Mennoniteness into just evangelical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right, like we just became of the rest of the world around us. Mm-hmm. And so that history was never preserved in any meaningful way. I didn't yeah. learn the language. Like my, my parents know low German. I don't. I didn't know your mom knew low German. A little bit. Little she bit. can't speak it, but she can understand it when it's spoken around her. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so like I, I don't know any of that, but what I do remember, like I, I remember getting these like big, big ass heavy picture books as a kid of stories from the Bible, <laughs> you know, where you're sitting and watching like this, like, uh, you know, uh, Daniel and the lions, you know, or like Rackshack and Abednego, like these stories. And I, and like thinking about it, I can, I can like literally smell these dang books. Yeah. Like they had a I, certain, the musty, they had a musty perfuminess to them. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Any, yeah. any Christian kid from our era kind of knows sort of that. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember these books of Jesus. I, I remember hearing stories and, and like, being soaked in the world of the gospel. Like when I think of that era, I think of my savior walking from town to town, being born in a manger in Bethlehem of, you know, like, uh, you know, the stories of, you know, like our heroes, the disciples and apostles riding on boats across, you know, across the sea of Galilee and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. I realized like, no, like mythologically, this is my homeland. Yeah. Like, not literally, yeah. but ritually and culturally, this is my mythological homeland. Yeah. It's not theological. No. It's an emotional bond based on the stories that formed me. It goes beyond theology. It, it goes could. way, way beyond theology, way, way beyond, you know, like beliefs and arguments and things like that. Like, no, like this is, this is the, the, the land where a people lived and had real lives and real history and real mythos that became everything that the rest of the world is. And all of us people that are live in North America, this isn't our homeland. No. Like this is not our mythological homeland or anything like that. You know, we were ritually brought into this world that the God of Israel 
made. <laughs> you it's know? like an adopted family, right? It is. It is that an you adopted don't even family. know. You just know like that's, yeah, that's I don't even know. You know, and it's like, you know, like I've got a friend who who is, you know, from the Ukraine and doesn't live here, hasn't lived there since he was a little kid, right? You know, or we've got friends from Romania. Yeah. Right? Like they have no desire to go back there, haven't been back for forever, but still like think of it as that's their home, <laughs> you know, and and even if they're never going to go back there again, that is, there's a, there's an element to it that is formative for their identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me as somebody who doesn't have a formative identity, yeah, <laughs> the best I've got is the world that was presented to me as a kid in those picture books that I can smell. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Like that's, that's why I care so fucking much about this. Yeah. It... See, I hadn't, I, I didn't go that deep into thought, but as I hear you explain it, I'm like, maybe, maybe. it's like, right? Like, really, what, what kind, what should, what should we really give a shit about this? No, yeah. Like, if you're just brass tacks, fully material, like, what do you care? Yeah, it's on the other end of the world. It's not even going to affect you. No, and no. nothing we say here is going to change the war at all. No, nope. nothing we say here tonight, no matter who we condemn, no matter who we praise, no matter who we say I stand with, won't change a fucking thing. Yeah, sorry, I'm the one that is. <laughs> I told all you. Sweary. I told you this is going to be an emotional one. <laughs> I'm the one getting all fired up and sweary, <laughs> and it just it doesn't matter at all. This isn't going to change anything. So this is more for me. I, I don't know. I'm hoping that I can change some minds out there. Not, not, not so much, um, make an impact any bigger than our circle of people that listen, but maybe if you're trying to do mental gymnastics to be like, well, you know, war is war, all's fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I, I mean that, that does play into it, right? Like if, if this is something like, if we feel a bond to that, then yeah, we're going to be upset about the sides people choose yeah and I, I it's it's impossible to pretend that i'm not upset about it yeah you know like i it rubs me raw seeing people seeing people pick hamas aside yeah not palestines hamas yeah because i i don't associate all of the Palestinian people with this group. No, fuck no. And we should, we should make that damn clear. The distinction. Yes. Like it's. Yeah. Is a Hamas supporter who thinks that this is all good. You know, or or even if they are Hamas supporters or whatever, maybe there's reasons why they're, you know, enveloped in that. I mean, we've been in a cult. We know what, what group think can do to a person. Yeah. Like, so like it's, and those people there too, right? Like that is their homeland too, mm-hmm. right? Like those people living in Gaza and in the West Bank and in Bethlehem and in, like all that stuff, like that's their homeland too, even though they're not part of the quote unquote state of Israel. Mm-hmm. And like this, this is a big thing for them too. Yeah. And this isn't a, this isn't about them, like the, the war aspect of this. This is about this is about something much, much more insidious that has made them a victim. And that's radical Islamic extremism. Mm-hmm. In this case, in the form of Hamas, which is damn near like ISIS or Al-Qaeda. It's, it's the new ISIS. Yeah, it's the new ISIS. It's the new Al-Qaeda. Everyone the takes new... their turn and... I know they've, they've been a around new, a while, but yeah, they've got a new name for it or like the, the trendy bit, but this is the same spirit that is animating those other organizations too. This is the same. The spirit of Taliban, the spirit of yeah, ISIS. This is this the is same this. spirit that is animate, that animated the people that went to France and suicide bombed a discotheque. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. the same spirit that animated bombs in, in London. This is the same spirit that animated all the shit that just went down in, in, uh, you know, like kind of that area of like Afghanistan and in yeah, all those area where ISIS tore through there like a like a firestorm, beheading people, and just yeah, like this this is the same thing. 
This yeah. isn't about Palestine. This isn't about the people of Gaza. This is about that mindset that has assumed control. Yeah. And needs to be routed out. Yeah, and it's seeking the destruction of the Jewish nation. Is what they're after. I would argue that it's more than that. I would argue it well, is what way, do you, way What do you do with that. the people that are literally protesting in all these cities saying, gas the Jews? Oh, yeah. No, like, I'm not saying it's not part of that. Okay. I'm saying, but, like, these are the same people that are doing this to their own religion. Oh, yeah. Like, right? Like, they... This isn't just about Israel. Yeah. This is about whoever they deem as lesser than themselves. Yeah. And then in this particular case, it's butting up against this, you know, legitimate nation that is Israel. Yeah. Because that's the thing. They went into the, to kill, destroy Israel. They didn't just keep it at their own home. They didn't just keep it within their own group. They were like, no, we need to go into Israel and destroy it. And they didn't do it to a... A stronghold. They didn't do it on no, a. And it wasn't a. It wasn't a precision military attack. This wasn't them doing something because, like, okay, this gains us an advantage that we can exploit to get, you know, to advance our cause or anything like that. Other than chaos. Yep. And killing of innocents, innocent, absolutely innocent yep. people, not soldiers. No, this is not a military thing. This was a, a we want to kill people. Well, not just, not, not even just kill. The rape was... Straight up satanic. Like, just what yeah. Satan is in a hole walked the streets that day. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have words because of the videos that I have forced myself to see. Because we are we are in unprecedented time that we get to we are capable of seeing these videos. I know that they were around before. I know that they were around in two thousands, and you could find them online. All these beheadings that were there, but it's it's more than ever. Mm-hmm. And it's hit close to home, <laughs> you know. And yeah. This this one, you know, it's hard to pretend that it doesn't exist when it hits something that you care about. Yeah, and I I, I had to force myself to see it and be like, okay, no, I I can't just sit in my own little comfort North America and be like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's horrible. I don't need to see that. I I know it's evil. No, if you need to understand, you need to understand it. And nothing makes you understand it more than actually seeing it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't encourage anybody to do it if you're just not there. But Yeah. It, it really helped me understand that there is still evil in the world. Because we like, I like to assume we're, 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 we're relatively good people in this world. And I, I know, I know I like to say that, no, that it's all bad. And it's like, no, there is actual evil out there. And I can't keep doing this mental gymnastics to think that uh, it's so micro. I've always I've always viewed evil as micro. It was it's small evils here and there, and it just blew up to macro evil, and it's because it was just I don't want to say un. It was so it was just being stored up and stored up and stored up and just because there was peace for a long time. Yeah, there's been conflict here and there, but not not to this level, especially in Israel. I mean. Yeah, like it's, and I'm not a political scientist, you know, like I've, I've boned up, you know, as much as I can on, on the history of this conflict and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and try and like talk about it like I'm, like I'm an expert. Yeah. But. There was a certain level of coexisting. Yeah. There was a certain level of coexisting that was the same thing as. But it's it's like the dragon eat mm-hmm. one of the villagers, right? But all, we're we're going like you know eventually we'll kind of settle it down. You know they they keep using this phrase cycle of violence, yeah. You know which I guess is what has been happening, right? Because it's like somebody does this, said that, somebody feels disrespected. All of a sudden rockets are flying, then there's bombs being dropped, you know, and then it calms down for a bit. But like really, it's been like you know the death has death has been adding up. Yeah. Very heavily on one side, which mm-hmm. is what gives them 
I think their perceived moral high ground uh, on the side of the well. Of, you keep you keep Gaza. poking a bear. Don't be surprised when he eats you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the Israel are the Israel nation is a bear because they keep messing with it. They do. And when mm-hmm. they retaliate, they get all like, "Oh, they start, yeah, look at you, look at what they did." Yeah, you provoke you provoke attack and then play the victim, which is exactly what narcissistic abusers do. Mm-hmm. That's it's the it's yep. literally the definition of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, why would you hit me? It's like you were literally had a baseball bat. Yeah, you you had a baseball bat. You you took a swing at my ankle and I decked you in the face for it. And now yeah. you're playing the victim, like. You're not the victim here. Yeah. You're suffering the consequence of your actions. Now, unfortunately, on a scale like this, it's not just a one-on-one thing, right? Like there's literal individual people that wind up suffering the consequences that other people cause. Yeah. And that's the part that, that's the part that tugs at heartstrings. That's the part that will make, you know, it's oh yeah, any, anybody who cares about people will feel bad about that. Yeah. And, and, and you should, you should, if, if there, and I'm going to call it collateral damage. If there's collateral damage, there should be not a condemnation because it's different than what's going on right now in Israel. What was happening in Israel when, when it kicked off, that, that was, that was murder. That was rape. That was beheading yeah, that of wasn't, babies, raping of children and women. Yeah, that killing wasn't of that wasn't collateral damage. That was that was that was heinous genocide. specific attacks. Yes. Yeah. Heinous and specific acts of violence and depravity. Yes. Now, is that's that very very different than collateral than damage. collateral damage that comes from military attacks in populated areas where you as you know, as a governing body who has perpetrated, you know, these attacks like Hamas, when you hide yourself, <laughs> you know, around people, mm-hmm. praying that, or like knowing, not praying that, knowing that the morality of the rest of the world is going to make this look bad for them. Yeah. Like, it's double evil because you're, you've, one, you've done an evil thing to these people. Yeah. And now you're forcing them to commit an evil and look evil in the face of the rest of the world yeah. and playing a victim while doing it. Yeah. It's incredibly Machiavellian and sadistic. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's nihilistic to the max. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they claim martyr. They use this word. We were, we're going to be martyrs. We're going to be martyrs. And now I, mm, mm, yes, I struggle with that word. Cause I, now I, when people use it that way, I feel like I don't know what it means. <laughs> like, am, am I wrong? I thought that when I think of martyr, I think of a, a, um, a, a person who comes in saying, I don't agree with you and your beliefs rebuke your, or uh, renounce your God or die. That's the way I've always viewed martyr. Like people who, if they don't renounce their faith, you're going to be martyred. You're going to be killed in the name of of your faith. Or, you know, let's say, let's say um, there's, you know, some sort of, let's say there's some sort of attack or something like that that would happen here. And you manage to stow your kids away but you know that they're coming for you. So let's say you decide like, okay, I'm popping out. I'm making a beeline for it, taking the hit and you die. But your, your act, you know, saves your family. Yeah. That would be martyrdom. Yes. You know, it's not just, it's not just an act of conscience. Oh yeah. It's I an guess. act of self-sacrifice on behalf of saving somebody else's life. Yeah. Now, so no, I was, I was viewing it from a religious point of view, not a. a yeah, a, it's it's an act of it's an act of self sacrifice. Yeah, and of love. Yeah, love and sacrifice. You know, when uh, if if I were to if I were to chuck my kid out to those to those people, in or you know, and have the and they, you know, they they murder my kid so that I can save my own skin and then call that kid a martyr. Yeah. That's fucked up. 
Yeah. And that's what that's what Hamas is doing. And they're hiding behind. They're literally yes. hiding they, behind their they're, children. They're calling. And wives. They're calling the civilians of of this martyrs and telling them they're going to be martyrs and putting them in harm's way so they can save their own skins and hide and crawl around in their tunnels or co- take off to Qatar, yeah. hang out hang out in Iran maybe, while everybody else takes the brunt of the punishment of this response that they have provoked. That's not martyrdom. Like that's that's cowardice. It, it's cowardice. That word. That's what it is. Yep, you're you're weaponizing an idea, and and because you're saying, oh, they're martyrs, so because yeah. we called them that, we classify them that in our definition, and yeah, I, it's ridiculous. I don't know how to how people can do the mental gymnastics to say, well, they call them <laughs> martyrs. It's so, mind-boggling. There's one yeah. more thing I want to broach on really quick. Let's do it. Uh, open-air prison. One of the justifications is oh, that it's yes. an open-air prison. That's and, and in order to escape, this is their way of escaping. I, I've never been to prison. Do they have missiles in prison? Because I've heard that they don't. Do, oh, do they have a shit ton of guns in prison? Because I've heard that they don't. Or yeah. the guards are, are, are you allowed? Are you allowed to form your own government in prison? <laughs> you know, and be allowed to to govern yourselves and accept larger amounts of money to build your own infrastructure and do as you will with it. Do as you will with it in prison? No, no, no you're not. This is not an open prison. This this is the fault of a government that doesn't give a shit about doing anything with the land it's got. It just wants to lash out in, in anger and hatred. Mm. Like I was listening to, I was listening to somebody, uh, talk who was involved in the Abraham Accords, the peace deals and stuff like that, that were worked on in, in years prior, like in talking about some of the progress that they made in, in some of the stuff and in helping Israel figure out its place and, and cut peace deals in the Middle East and stuff like that, which they're very willing to do. Yeah. Like they're willing to cut peace deals with, with Arab countries. Yeah. Like that's any, anybody to pretend that they're not willing to play ball is just not paying attention. Yeah. But they said like they actually went to Gaza, had a conference there, brought in billionaires and brought in people from different countries and all that stuff. Be like, Hey, let's figure out how to rebuild this place. Everybody was on board and excited about it. And they figured out how to do it. They figured out how much money it would cost and what the steps to take would be to rebuild that place so that it would be a functional, livable, good place for humans to flourish and have some kind of quality of life. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody was on board with the plan except for one thing, not a single one of those business people, politicians, countries, um, benefactors wanted to work with Hamas. They just, they were like, no, anything we do, anything we give them will be squandered. Yeah. Like we can't work with rebuilding this place with those people. Yep. The plan is there. They know exactly what to do to make Hamas, to make Gaza a great place. Like, or, or at least <laughs> a somewhat good place mm-hmm. for people to live and not be under the conditions they are. Yeah. You can't do that with people that are going to take your money and take your, your, your materials and take all your goodwill, say thank you for it, turn around and use it, you know. Weaponize it. Weaponize and, and weapon, the materials. And weaponize it to do the only thing they care about, which is attack the state of Israel. Yeah. Like, it's... it's how do you strike a peace deal with that? Yeah. They like, they are under a self-governance in so many ways, but they are given water and electricity. They are given yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and I know it's, it's so fucking hard to look at the images that are coming out of this, this thing now, right? Like we've seen all the stuff that happened from the attack last weekend that Hamas perpetrated on the border towns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing, and it's hard, and, it, and it's hard, but now we're seeing the result of what's happening with the airstrikes, with the, with the bombs being like dropped, with, with the retaliation of, and the preparation for invasion. 
that's brutal to watch. It's brutal to watch fathers crying over their dead family. It's brutal to watch a kid that looks just like Gideon, you know, talking about the feeling of what it's like hearing bombs go off a block away and wondering when the next one's going to come and things like that, right? That sucks. These people are caught up in the gears of war and there's no getting around it. There's no stopping it. Like, you know, like they are, they are now, they are now lubricant in the mechanisms of something going on that's far greater than, but this whole thing is just going to keep on going and going and going. And this is only going to escalate more and more and more with this extremist group leading, you know, leading, uh, Palestine. Like it's the only way to stop it is to go through this painful process. Yeah. And like hesitating is only going to drag it out and make it worse. Mm-hmm. It's it's lose lose for everybody. Yeah. Except for the evil that thrives on the chaos. Yeah. They're the only people loving this. Yeah. I I refuse to condemn any nation to die. Even like even even this one here that I just like the Muslim influence, and I would never call death to Muslims. Oh, do it. No, it's this isn't about Muslims. But, but what I'm saying is, I would never do that. But we're seeing people do these groups do that. They're calling for the death of a nation and genocide, and then other leftists or people who call anybody who disagrees with them a Nazi are doing mental gymnastics to say, oh, but they kind of had a hard upbringing. Oh, yeah, Israel's not perfect. Israel makes mistakes. Israel, and 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 they're doing these mental gymnastics yeah. to justify the evil that they're seeing. I know they've they've like flipped it so that the evil here is Israel and not Hamas, and which is it's baffling. You know what? No, it's not. It's not baffling. It makes perfect sense. And not to me. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to the doctrine that is invaded the left that everything is about power dynamics right they don't care about facts they don't care about beliefs they don't care about wealth or anything like that what they care about is power dynamics you're bad because you have power Mm -hmm. and if you have power that means anybody that doesn't have power is therefore oppressed Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, that's the same mentality that goes into like attitudes about patriarchy or racism racism in America. This is the same. You can't, you can't be a racist without power. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't be a racist and, you know, unless you're a certain skin color, you know? Yeah. Well, it's because you're, you have power. Like I can, a black person could say that I'm racist and be like, why? It's like, well, you're white. It's like, well, that's actually racist. So you're racist. And it's like, well, no, because I don't have any power. It's like, I'm sorry. Who said you have no power? Because you're telling me what I can and cannot be. So obviously you have the power in this situation. What kind of mental fuckery do you have to do to to justify these thoughts? Right. So it's, it's a, it's a small idea. It's a small idea incepted, you know, in deep in the psyche of a certain part of our, of our society that makes a big problem with, you know, further down the line, right? Like one degree off center, a hundred miles down the line is way off center, right? Yeah. So the small thing that they're doing about power dynamics makes it so that even, um, an ideology that here in America, if you know, if, if, uh, white or Asian people or whatever, like had that kind of mentality, you would be racist, bigot, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, you know, there's no, like, there's no, uh, LGTB, you know, uh, parades going on in Hamas. No, no. <laughs> like that's not happening. Right. No, no. Yeah. No, there is one, but it goes right off a roof, right off a roof. <laughs> like that's like, but they, those things don't matter anymore. Because the idea, the, the deeper idea, then we care about diversity. The deeper idea is, is, um, power is bad. And if you had to have no power, then you're the victim. Yeah. So in these scenarios, like 
this one playing on here. Even though Israel as a nation, even though it has like a, a semi right wing, you know, uh, semi or hyper, like I'm ba- barely right wing comparatively, right? Like even though they've got this this right wing governance to it, it's a free society. Yeah, you can go and live in Israel and be transgender, be yeah, whatever you, know, you want to be, whatever whatever you want to be. It's the most liberal Israel has been in a long, in, long time, in forever, right? Like. The, that's that's a part of society that you're allowed to be in. You still have a vote. You still have a say. You can still go make money. You can still like you know have a coffee shop. Yeah. You have self determinants. Like it's it's a free society. However, Israel has power and advantage over someone they see as as lesser or non equitable. So the equity difference must mean. Yeah. Because this is how the math works. It must mean that it's Israel's fault. Yeah. Not, it can't possibly be, it can't possibly be the victimized minority group. Yeah. Regardless of how badly their government squanders everything and every chance they've been given, it can't possibly be their fault because they are the downtrodden. It must be Israel's fault. Like, yeah. So that, that little lie has equaled this great <laughs> yeah. mental gymnastic uh weird this weird weird because uh hypocrisy you know in and and how they they treat this issue well i i find it so strange because the assumption of a power dynamic also says okay this must be destroyed well okay then nobody's going to have power no somebody's always going to yeah but they don't think that far they don't think that far ahead they're like oh well now we need to destroy that thing yeah but that was the thing you just propped up yes but we must destroy it cuz it has power mhm Unless yeah. it's my it's thing. Like, it, it's, nobody's denying that there's huge humanitarian issues mm-hmm. going on in Gaza. Yep. No, Nobody's denying that. Nope. It sucks. I feel so bad yep. for those people. I, I, I feel so bad for any kids that don't get to grow up with the safety and comfort that my kid does. Like, that's heartbreaking. Yep. And I hate that... The, the people that live in Gaza have to endure that because of this extremist group that squanders everything that they're given, every opportunity they have in spite and hate and take it away from their kids' mouths in order to feed their war machine with it or feed their terror machine mm-hmm. to build their little tunnels so they can crawl around like rats. Like yeah. to to take pipes that are meant for sewage and clean water and make rockets out of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, one, damn them for that. Yeah. Like this isn't a power dynamic. This is a problem with the belief system of the people that are running that place. And you could say well they could vote them out anytime they want to they must like it like i've been in a cult i know what groupthink is like yeah and especially when people are in a state of desperation it's easy to seed ideas yeah like i yeah you know, in one sense yeah the, the, there's a responsibility you have for who you elect mhm on the other hand like it's there's a there's a prison of belief you know, maybe, maybe even that's a, if people want to say that whole open air prison thing, you can, yeah. re, you know, remind them of the old adage that the, the keys to hell are locked or the gates to hell are locked from the inside. Yep. Or if it is an open prison, you voted in your, your, your prison guards are there. Mm-hmm. Look at your, pri- don't, don't, don't look at the, the building or the, everything outside the prison. Who's the guards? Yep. Who's the, Cause who it's not the- Israel. Israel is not your guard. Yeah, and there's people and there's people in Gaza that have jobs in Israel. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like they literally go over the border just to do their job. Yeah. It's uh it's mind-boggling the the way this is portrayed, but yeah, I, I the the only way it makes sense to me and it makes a lot of sense is that it's a product of that that um power victimhood equity lie yeah. that, that the left has bought. Yeah. And on the right, like, let's not let the right off the hook here because we also have this ridiculous 
don't trust anything anybody says mentality. Everything I, must be a conspiracy. I, I live there. I, I live there half the time. <laughs> right? So. Like, I mean, we're not off the hook on conspiracy or, no. or sorry, on, on hypocrisy. Yeah. Not at all. Because like, you know, like we were all for Ukraine for a minute and then everybody's like, yeah, but... <laughs> There's lots of, but this and that, and they're kind of corrupt too. And then all of a sudden it turns into full on like conspiracy, like this is false flags and all these things, right? Like, and you can play the same games with this and people are. Yep. It's, it's a little harder because Hamas has put a lot of the shit out themselves. That's the thing. They are putting it on their news networks. Like they're like, like bragging about it. Hey, look what we've done. You know, and you're and like, for, again, for another, pr- for a prison, they have great media. I'm sorry. I've seen some of them. They're doing a really good, like working with like the k- tin can that they have for a microphone. Oh no, no, that, that is a good microphone. Sorry. <laughs> how, how do they do this? Yeah. How do they, how do they repeat the rhetoric of open air prisons and then look at everything they have? They do have things. Yeah. It was a nice Who's, place that they've run into the ground. Now, um, another thing I've noticed is that words don't mean anything anymore. So now if somebody calls me a Nazi, I'm like, what? why are Nazis bad? What, is it? what did they do that was so bad? Well, they killed the Jews. It's like, yeah, but you're fine with people you're being totally killed. You're good totally of- good over here. <laughs> so are Nazis that bad or not? Because if they are, this is very Nazi-esque violence happening, and you're doing mental gymnastics to justify it. So Nazi doesn't mean shit no more. I've been called some heinous shit and I'm like, I, I take it personal because I, I am not that. Mm-hmm. And I hold those words in high regard. You call me a Nazi, you call me a racist. It, that means something to me. That word doesn't mean shit to the people that are saying it because they'll just turn around and say it. And then when they actually see violence, when they actually see uh, uh, racism coming into account, when they're actually seeing national genocide then they do gymnastics to justify it. You'd be like, oh, power structure. Shut the fuck up. I, what, what's wrong with you? You should never be able to justify the beheading of babies, the raping of women, of civilians. How? How? Just say it's wrong. Yeah. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what your religion is. Even if they are of the same religion as you, you should be like, fuck those people. That is not who we are. That is not how we stand. And you just, you say you care. You say you're the, the, the ideology <clears throat> of compassion. Fuck your compassion. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You chucked it out the window the second you did mental gymnastics to justify this kind of violence. And yeah. if, and... And if it was like, oh, yeah, but on the other side, oh, they do the same thing. I'm sorry. They have cameras everywhere. They're videotaping all of this. If Israel was doing the same level, oh, they, yeah. you'd see it. It would be everywhere. It would be everywhere. And when, and when they're like, oh, but in these conflicts, there's always more Palestinian dead than there are Israeli. I'm sorry. If, if somebody kicks my baby, I don't care how many people I got to kill. You don't do that. And it, no one, no one should frown on me for defending my w- wife and children. I don't care if I got to kill fifty people. I'm defending my family from horror. And you'll sit there and do your goddamn gymnastics. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things to one of the things to bring up regarding casualties, regarding men, women, children that are not combatants dying. <clears throat> when, when all this stuff popped off in Ukraine between them and Russia, there were the entire, the entire Christian world opened up to refugees from Ukraine. Right? Like, right here? Yeah, right here. In my, in, in my parish in Chilliwack, there's a, there's a man who was a, priest in Ukraine whose family was displaced. So they went there and now he's serving in the parish there. There's people living in Fort St. John right Friend, now. Friends of mine uh, from Ukraine. Yeah. Like their Poland brought in tons of tons of people. 
right? The entire Christian world opened up to get disaffected civilian fight. Is that happening in the Islam world? Yes and no. There are, there are people getting out. But guess what's happening in Israel right now? People are flooding in. They're warriors. They're, they're soldiers. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's a different point <laughs> that I actually oh, yeah. didn't want to get to. <laughs> but uh, what I mean, though, is like... Are, are people like, open up to Palestinians? Are, are people to... opening up to getting civilians the fuck out of there so that the, the fighting can happen without collateral damage? Because they are being warned. Israel is saying... Hey. Yeah, they're like we're go coming. here. Like we're 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 target like they're like we're targeting the north. Get out. Yep. And they're being told stay. Yep. Like right? Like there's no giant convoy bringing Palestinian civilians into Egypt. There's no boats that are just shipping them out, you no. know, to get away from this whole thing. They're leaving them there to suffer the consequences of of a war that they provoked, a just war they provoked. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's really sad. You know, and I'm sure that'll get better over time. But again, like putting the onus on the country responding to a terror to a terror attack and a, an actual an actual attack on a sovereign country that is allowed to defend itself. Everybody's yep. saying they're allowed to defend themselves. They should. They have the responsibility. They, they do. They they have the responsibility and the right to declare war, you know. Yep. But to say that they have the responsibility to basically say, no, we're going to have no collateral damage while nobody else is working to get civilians out of there. Yep. Nobody's working to differentiate Hamas troops and soldiers and combatants from civilians. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you can't, you can't expect, you can't expect Israel to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can think of is they don't want that. Yeah. They don't, they don't want women, children, kids, civilians out of the line of fire. They want them in. They want the chaos. They want the headlines. Yeah. They want to make Israel have as much blood on their hands as they can. Yeah. And which, which is the way of cowards. Yeah, it's cowardice and it's evil. I'll call it what it is. Cowards. <clears throat> now, one thing that I heard today was was uh this uh spokesperson for Hamas, you know doing this braggadocious statement, you know, of like, we, you know, we love death. Like you love life. Like, yeah. you know, like we, we are going to stay and fight. And like, we are brave and righteous. The Jews flee for their lives, you know, sort of thing. Right. And then of course, when they call in their reserves, they got like what? 150% response. 150% people who have not even been called in are stepping up and showing up. Yeah, it's kind of like, kind of like right in their face. Like, you're you're trying to treat these these Jewish soldiers and people and civilians like like frightened little rats that mm-hmm. you know are going to run away from the name of Allah. Who, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and really, you know, and, and like making them sound like cowards. Yeah. When really, like, no, like everybody and their dog is coming. Yeah. To participate in this and defend their country, you and, know, and. Like, it hasn't even popped off yeah, yet. It, and it hasn't even popped off yet, but like, it's like they're, they're gamed up and ready to go down. Like yeah. it is only the pressure it is only the pressure from the rest of the world that is, that has got their hearts bleeding into their sleeve <laughs> that is going to stop this whole place from being leveled. <laughs> like like yep. if you, you just, the idea of like bragging about how much you love death. And it's so like, like oh, we're, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Really? It's like, ah. Uh, Cause you're about to learn today. You know, and I know that's, that's just a, it's a it's an entire <sighs> difference in mindset between normal people and jihadist. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you kind of got your bluff called there. Yeah. So, uh, have fun with that guys. Yeah, I've, uh, again, I feel horrible for the people caught in the crossfires. 
I really do. But but they don't, and that's sad. And that's the that's that the sad is, part. That is the and saddest thing. Is one they of don't the, give a shit. One of the worst cases of asymmetric insight is what I'm seeing right now. Is it must have been really bad for them to get to this point that they could do this to people. So the asymmetric insight is like I know what would have to happen to me in order for me to treat somebody else like that. So it must have been pretty bad. It's like that's the worst case of asymmetric insight, assuming that you understand them, their religion, and their culture, just because you know what it would take for you. Their Quran says you don't understand how or how it's being portrayed to them. Because I know I don't understand what it says. But from what I do know uh, of what it says about Christianity and, and the Jewish state and, and how it can be weaponized against its people, yeah, if you were raised nothing, again, that group thing. You're assuming you understand their group think better than they do because oh, I yeah. know what it would take for me to get to that point. Yeah, it's uh, the those kind of ideas. I mean, and let's not pretend like it hasn't happened to Christians before, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like the way the way yes. that you know it was used to like mobilize and radicalize like uh, Christian crusaders and stuff. Yep. Like you know, like that that was bad. Yep. You know and. I hate that we have to say that. We can't just assume. It was bad. (laughs) It was bad. Can we just say war is bad? Do you know racism is bad? I'm going to take a bold stance right now. Real bold stance. (laughs) Rape is bad. (laughs) I I don't care who's doing it. I don't care your justification. Yeah. And, you know, but I just wanted to say that because this isn't about us pretending that we're inherently better because we're of a different religion. No, we are susceptible to the same bullshit when our ideas are weaponized against us. Yeah. But it is, it's not, it's not an element of so many bad things have happened to you that you just, you just had enough and you kind of snapped and uh, you, you let it out and went and beheaded a bunch of babies and, and raped a chick. Like, no, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> stress, stress is not, it doesn't get you there. Yeah. But having your belief system radicalized and weaponized against you, as well as being in a cult environment, then on top of that, having all this stuff, yeah, that will do it. <laughs> Don't. But let's not pretend that this that this whole thing isn't being fed into by the most part by them and their belief system. Yep. Like let's not pretend that that isn't the main part of this cocktail. The important part is that they're following orders. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's like there's there's people all over the world that live in squalor and poor conditions that don't do this kind of shit. Yep. Like right? Like it's this isn't this isn't the main cause. The main cause is them being told in response to it that there's a way out and it's through jihad. That's that's the evil. Yeah. That's the part where the literal devil enters the room, mm-hmm. whispers in your ear, and you have the opportunity to fight it, but that is the, that is the moment where the sin of this overtakes. Yeah. But yeah, it's the, the devil is there whispering in everybody's ear that the way out of this and the way through this is evil. It's not, it's not poor conditions. No. It's not struggling with the future. It's not that. It's evil is the problem. And in this particular scenario, that dragon needs to be crushed. And I hope to God that Israel can do it without too much collateral damage, but they need to do it. Yeah. And I feel bad for saying that. I I, I shouldn't feel bad for saying that, but I do because I know that real people are going to die. Yeah. These are not. It's. That fucking sucks. It does. You know, it's. Women and children are going to die. Because they're being put in harm's way because of these fucking cowards. Yeah. Not regular cowards. No, fucking cowards. Yeah. And it's, it's and if it, and if it's not stopped now, this whole thing is just going to keep on going in perpetuity. 
Do you know it would be a really great way to, like, I hate to give a solution, but the people within that nation, given the opportunity, uprise against these people and literally turn them over and it's like, here they are. This is them. And, you know, I wonder if a part, I wonder if a part of everybody's hope with the siege element of this is that they'll do that. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah, what, what's... You know, like, if it, in all honesty, if there was, if there was a just off-ramp to this that will lead to everybody's, that will lead to everybody's best outcome, that's it. Yep. Is for the Palestinian people to root out Hamas themselves, give it up, elect new leadership that yep. will work with Israel towards peace. Yeah. That's the off-ramp. That that is the only off ramp. That's the that's, that, that that's avoids the only bloodshed. One. That's the only one that avoids. Maybe bloodshed. Maybe we should release this tonight. We'll make a huge difference. No, we, we know we're not going. We to. know we know there's this. I'm sure somebody else out there who's more closer to it has been like, "Hey guys, have you thought about this?" But at the same time, like we've also like we've also been in a so much lower stake scenario where people can't see the forest for the trees yep. in front of them and won't get rid of the one thing getting in their way yep. and making for- the whole thing work better. <laughs> <laughs> I love how a select few are going to be like, yeah, right. Like, but and, if, <laughs> and if and if they can't if if they can't do it in their little low stake scenario, then it's, who who are we to assume are, that people are, to, are, are going to risk their lives to do that in the scenario you know, with macros. Hamas? Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's an easy thing to suggest and to say, and it's probably true that that's the best way to go about it. Yep. But in a in in a scenario like Cur- that, courage is where, rare, man. Yeah. In a, in a scenario like that, where you're trapped by the prison of your belief, yep, it's really really hard to get out of that to to choose that off ramp. Yeah. It it takes a spectacular individual and group of people to do that. Mm-hmm. It does. Spectacular. Not not like <clears throat> that's the thing movies are made of. I can't I can't think of a better way to put it, but that's the way that's the thing that that great amazing stories that are not real. <laughs> yeah. Thing to pray for in this whole thing, pray for that. Yeah. Yeah, pray pray that they just oust Hamas, you yeah. know, and, and elect new leadership. That will make this all go so much better for everybody. Yep. It, you, you don't even got to kill them. You just find a way to turn them over. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like literally, that that that's what you got to do. Yeah. It would it would be great, and I would. Oh, you don't, you know you don't even have to turn them over. You just have to be like, all right, we're choosing a new government, and we're not cooperating with them anymore, and we will cooperate with you. Yeah. Like. You wouldn't even have to turn them over. No. They would all just flit around, flee, go to Iran. Get caught. Know, get they caught. would get caught. You know, and, and then. <laughs> Israel would catch up with I them. I mean, there would, there would still be, there would still be issues and skirmishes with like sympathizers and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like that would avoid war. Yep. That would avoid war. And it would also give you the, the political leverage you need and the relationship you need with Israel to start rebuilding your home. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I hope that happens between now and the day we release this. Oh, that'd be amazing. We would, oh. lo- we would look like savants. <laughs> oh, because we know we, prophesi- we prophesied it. <laughs> we just but didn't release it until we after. We didn't release it. But I mean, let's just say it, everybody. Pray for that. Yep. Pray, pray for that. Yeah. Pray for Israel. Pray yeah. for Palestine. Like, no, I and don't know if it's an actual nation state. I don't yeah. know. It's such a convoluted language. I hate that language. <laughs> nation state. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. Saying I stand with this these people, saying I condemn those people, all that, like, you know, it's it's kind of like virtue signaling and choosing sides. And not a lot of that is gonna do any good. Talking about this on Facebook isn't really gonna do much no. good. I think the best thing we can all do is just pray. Knowing full well that this conflict is going to play out. The gears are, the gears are in motion. There's no stopping it. Yeah. But just pray. Pray for the That people. souls will be saved, that miracles will happen, yep. that angels and saints will be engaged and this will all go differently than it otherwise would. Like there's an invisible world that overlays this one and it affects it. These aren't just 
people fighting each other. They're principalities. There's yep. angels and demons. There's gods at war here. Mm-hmm. And the only way that, at least as it works with my belief, to actually have a real difference in this is to actually legitimately pray. And I know, you know, my atheist or agnostic friends are going to be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, I can, I can feel you rolling your eyes now, you know, and I, I get it. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah, but they're materialists and none <clears throat> of this matters. So <laughs> atheists don't care. It's like, oh, people do bad things. Sorry, that's a projection. <laughs> but but what what do you have? They do what do you care, have though. to offer? They, they, they do I know, but care, what do they though. have to? Like it's it's meaningless care. It's like yeah. I care. But Thanks. St- it still is though. It still is care. It still is good intention. No, like you don't want to take that away from anybody. No, but, but I I have a hard I'm, time. I'm when just it comes saying to... if you're listening to this and if you're a person of belief. Yeah. Um. Even yeah, if you're not. start, start, yeah, even if you're not, maybe a good time to start praying. But yeah, um, work on that spiritual level. Yeah. That's, that's where you can actually influence. That's a weird place to land, but I think that's going to be my last statement. Yeah. Ditto. All right. Father God, we pray for Israel. We pray for something bigger to happen than we could ever imagine. I pray peace. Amen. Amen.